Welcome to the In the Money podcast for Saturday, April the 9th, second day of the spring meet at Keeneland. I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. We're going to take a look at the all-stakes pick four on the Saturday card that will end with the grade one Toyota Bluegrass. But, Jim, there's all kinds of uh, wagering opportunities on this card. You've got an all-stakes pick four, an all-stakes pick five that begins in the Commonwealth, plus you have the traditional late pick four and late pick five, the early pick four and pick five, and two of the Keeneland, the last two Keeneland stakes are part of the cross-country pick five, along with three from Aqueduct. So, uh, And you've got the turf pick three on the last three turf races of every Keeneland card. So uh, it's when I first started coming to Keeneland, it was win, place, and show in the Daily Double. It was a much different world. It was a different world. Uh, I had a person complain to me the other day about making the turf pick three a $3 minimum, and I responded to them. I said, when I started playing, the, it was a minimum $2 bet, no matter what you bet. You can even bet a dollar anywhere. Now we've got 10 cent supers and 50 cent tries and pick threes. So the $3 pick three is a unique wager that we wanted to put in to help the, uh, the, the more astute better make a big score. And, and uh, you can still play it for three bucks, a straight ticket, and it paid an average of $1,300 last year for three. So uh, we got all kinds of wagering opportunities. I don't think you could want for any wagering opportunity when you look at the Bluegrass card. Well, let's jump into it. We're going to start with the uh, sixth race, which is the kickoff of the All-Stakes Pick Four. It's the Grade 2 Appalachian presented by the Japan Racing Association. It's three-year-old fillies going a mile on the turf course. And how would you see it? I saw it with the inside horses having uh, a, a big advantage here. Uh, Spinderella is going to be the favorite here. Grand Motion's horse coming out of the, here comes the bride at Gulfstream. Uh, I mean, she won wire to wire there under Ortiz. Gets Gaffley on today, which you know, that's an even trade in my mind. So Spinderella's a deserving favorite here. I could even, uh, I, I would not argue with somebody who's single, uh, Spinderella. But, I'm going to go ahead and go a little bit deeper here because I think you've got some improving fillies that three-year-old fillies this time of year, who knows how much better they're going to get. And Spinderella's already proven. Glenall was Richard Baltus, uh, just broke her maiden at Santa Anita, March 12th, and he ships her across the country. She's 20 to 1 morning line. Uh, I think she's my long shot in here. Uh, it took her a while to break her maiden, but she ran in France against some decent competition, and he ships her across the country to run in this race, uh, which speaks volumes to me. An ancient mistake for Doug O'Neill, same uh, issue. Uh, Santa Anita ran her in the China Doll. She ran second to Lucky Girl, and she comes across country to run in the stakes. Already talked about Spinderella and Dulce Zell for Chad Brown, uh, who won the Florida Oaks, may even challenge Spinderella for favoritism here because of the Chad Brown connection and because of our red teams. So I'm going to go four deep in this race with those four. Uh, Spinderella is my pick, but I'm going to try to cover myself. And, you know, if I got really lucky that Baltus Philly jumps up and runs a big one. The uh, turf pick three that we were referencing earlier also, I should mention, starts with this race. Um, I ended up with just the, the top two choices in here. I'm going to just use two of the pick four. I like these two a lot. Spinderella, I went back and watched her last race, and she didn't break all that sharp. I mean, it looks like she you know, shot straight to the front, but she was a little slow out of the gate, and the jock had to hustle her, and I think probably ended up going a little faster than they would have liked, and yet she still had plenty left to hold a, hold them uh, off at the end very comfortably. So I think that was uh, an easier win maybe than 
and more impressive win than it looks like on paper. And then uh, Dolce Zell for Chad Brown, I just thought was very professional in that U.S. debut victory uh, that you referenced. So I think one of those two is going to win this. The other one that I had on my list, if you want to go deeper uh, on my uh, side, was Skims, uh, Shug McGahee, and Flavian Pratt. And uh, Pratt is uh, riding here, and so is uh, Umberto Rispoli uh, starting next week. So uh, really deep jockey colony with the, the big fields and the big purses for this Keeneland Spring Meet. Uh, the seventh race is the Grade One Madison for Phillies and Mares four and up at seven furlongs. This always seems to be such a, a great betting race with so many live contenders. I think it's similar again this year. I ended up taking the favorite here too. I um, ended up pretty chalky with uh, my picks on the Saturday card, but these were the ones I, I liked. Uh, Kamari won this race last year. She's two for two at Keeneland. Um, March third, she had just a what looked like a real easy prep win down at Gulfstream. And uh, I think she's just set up for another big run. Bell's the one, loves Keeneland. She's three for seven here and uh, always seems to run well. And I uh, talked to trainer Neil Pesson uh, for an interview that's on the Keeneland social media channels. And he said he thinks she is as good as ever. And if she is, she's going to be running at the end and going to be right there. Uh, Lady Rocket uh, for Brad Cox ran a 107 buyer figure in her last race of 2021. It's Cox and I read Ortiz, and if she's anything close to that 107, she could win this. Um, I don't know if she'll get to that level in, in this group, but if she does, she wins. So i got to have her on the ticket. And then center aisle, uh, Paulo Lobo gets a little overlooked sometimes and very sharp trainer. This horse comes off a grade three win. Looks like uh, she has some quality and some upside still left to tap into. So I'm going to use four on my pick four ticket, but I have Kamari on top. How about you? I have those four plus one more. Um, I like Center Isle a lot. and never overlook uh, Paulo Lobo here because he, he brings live horses here all the time. And this one has got a, a nice buyer progression last year, capping off the win with a win in the Sugar Squirrel um, and a three-race uh, win streak. Lady Rocket, you said the 107 buyer for Brad Cox. That's enough you got to say to put her on your ticket. Bell's a one, a remarkably consistent life. Uh, five races, four wins in a second, including uh, a couple, a one win at Keeneland and two more wins in her history at Keeneland. Kamari won this race last year, is two for two at Keeneland. And, uh, you know, the, the fifth one that I'm going to use is uh, Brad Cox's other horse, uh, who picks up Flavie and Pratt, and uh, just one time, the four horse. And this horse has won three in a row. This is the, to me, this is the best race, the best betting race on the card. Uh, when we put this race together, uh, Ben Huffman told me this was the best race uh, competitive-wise. And I mean, you can make a case for other horses in here too. I mean, there Wesley's other horses, no slouch. His split splendid news, and uh, she may go off at twenty to one, uh, the ten horse. So it is an absolutely loaded race, and I'm going to go five deep instead of four deep when we get the big four. All right. Well, it's like, kind of like name that tune. I'm going to go 40. I'm going to go 50. <laughs> <laughs> the other way. It's, I'm going to run out of money here. <laughs> the eighth race is the grade two Shaker Town at five and a half furlongs on the turf. Second leg of the uh, turf pick three. It's three-year-olds and up. And uh, Wesley Ward, who trains Kamari, the horse that I liked in the previous race, he's got Golden Pal as the likely favorite in here. But this is a, a really strong group. Uh, tell me how you see it. Well, I got to narrow down somewhere, and my first ticket had Golden Pal singled. And if he runs his race, uh, he's probably going to win. I think he's got enough positional speed to get there, even from the 10-hole. 
in a in a five and a half furlong race because he's just the class of the race by far. But I, I'm going to use two in here. I'm going to use Michelle Lovell's horse, Just Mike, uh, the 11 horse. And this horse has been consistent at fairgrounds uh, this winter with uh, three wins and a second there. The only knock about Just Mike is that he has never won at Keeneland. He ran the Phoenix last year. Uh, he's running the turf at, at Keeneland, the Shaker Town last year, and did not do well. I just think he's better now than he's ever been in his career as a six-year-old. So uh, as a, a hedge, as it were, if Golden Powell does not fire, I think Just Might is the second most likely winner behind Golden Powell. But uh, I could, again, I could not argue with anybody who's single Golden Powell. He's the class of the race. Yeah, I've got uh, Golden Powell on top here of uh, what uh, he has accomplished. Um there's another one that uh, I threw in here and didn't really c- consider doing this until after I talked to Mark Cassie for uh, another one of our trainer interviews that are up on the Keeneland social media channels. Philo de Ariana. And uh, this horse was off, I think, for like two years, came back and won last summer, and then has not raced since then. But Cassie was just over the moon and talking about this horse. So I'm going to uh, take a, a, a look at, Gold, at Philo de Ariana and uh, certainly include on my pick four or pick five tickets. Uh, the Learjet for Brendan Walsh was an uh, impressive winner at Kentucky Downs in a grade two last September and uh, I think certainly has the, the class to win this. And then Gear Jockey, I uh, interviewed Rusty Arnold. He said that uh, just forget about the, the race down in, in Florida, uh, that uh, Gear Jockey is back to uh, his top form. He said the thing is, he's probably best at six, six and a half, seven furlongs. He said fives definitely was too short. That was the issue down at Gulfstream or one of them. He said five and a half, he, he's, he can get there at five and a half. But ideally, you know, six or six and a half would be his best trip. So, um, you know, maybe think of gear jockey. You could uh, key, you know, underneath in, in trifectas or superfectas. And then the other one I threw in is Diamond Oops. I've just seen this horse throw in some big ones at times and, and here at Keeneland, too, and, and make a big run. Not always necessarily to win, but to, to hit the board at a price. So I'm going to use five when we get to the pick four. Golden Pals, the win pick. The uh, All-Stakes pick four and All-Stakes pick five culminates with the grade one Toyota Bluegrass back to its rightful grade one status now. Last year, it produced a Belmont winner in essential quality as well as the three-year-old champion. Previous year, Art Collector won it and went on to do some great things, but the runner-up was the Philly Swiss Skydiver who won the Preakness. So the Bluegrass has produced a Belmont winner and a Preakness winner in the last two. Might produce a Derby winner this year. I'm going with Smile Happy, again, the favorite, but uh, I love this horse's debut. You don't see horses debut at a mile and a 16th often and win. And then at Keeneland, with a short stretch, he came from off the pace, way out in the middle of the track, and just swept past the field. And you knew you'd seen something special when you saw this horse run on a it was a Wednesday or Thursday afternoon of the fall meet. He came back, won the uh, Kentucky Jockey Club at Churchill. You've mentioned uh, many times how many you know next out or future winners came out of that race. It was a key race. They brought him back for his three-year-old debut, and it just looked like a classic prep in the Risen Star, and he ran late to get second. Now he should be cranked up for uh, his best effort. I think he's had five works since the Risen Star, and I think he runs big. And he, if he doesn't get there, it, uh, you know, he could still win the Derby off this. But he's going to be my pick over Zandon, who probably will be the second choice 
for uh, Chad Brown, who was third in that Risen Star, had a little uh, even tougher trip than Smile Happy did. And uh, if you want to go deeper, I would say maybe Emmanuel. I thought running fourth in the Fountain of Youth with not an ideal trip and only his third lifetime start was a, a really strong effort, and he could certainly improve off that. And then I would throw in Rattle and Roll maybe just – off that grade one win last fall at Keeneland in the Claiborne Breeders Futurity. But I really think Smile Happy or Zandon is going to win this. How about you? We really did not discuss this prior to us recording this, but I'm, I'm on exactly the same four horses that you are. Um, maybe a little bit different order. I think Smile Happy is the more likely winner. I really think that he was never going to win that race in the Risen Star. Uh, Epicenter got a, a fairly easy lead and, and was a gunned for the inside. Smile Happy is on the is on the outside in the eight hole and the ten horses, and I think he got exactly what he needed out of that race. Um, he, the first two races were incredibly impressive, and I think he comes back here and runs big. In case he doesn't fire for some reason, doesn't like uh, you know he's always he's liked the team on track last year. I don't know why he won't, won't like it this year, but uh, I think he moves forward off the Risen Star. Um, I'm going to use Kenny's other horse in there. I think Rattle and Roll. Um, has not had the best of trips in either the Fountain of Youth or the Louisiana Derby. And I can he get this three-year-olds ready for this meet? And, and he would love to win the Bluegrass, I know. Uh, and he's got two real shots here, and that horse is 8-1. to one. you got to throw him in there at that price. Emmanuel for Todd Fletcher, if you overlook that Fountain of Youth where he had a really wide trip, lost to Simplification. Simplification's a good horse. Uh, he was five wide down the stretch, and, and he was within a length of the lead at the top of the stretch or at, at the at the last call, and then dropped back, got beat five and a quarter. Uh, but the wide trip took a lot out of him. He was in the eighth hole, uh, not an ideal trip at all. So I think you don't throw him out because Tom Pletcher, this time of year, you've got to put his horses in there. And then Zandon for Chad Brown, uh, again, he got a lot out of that uh, fairgrounds race in the Risen Star, was never going to beat epicenter. But his first two were impressive. He moves forward. He's right there with Smile Happy. So very competitive, I think, uh, running of the Bluegrass. And I think uh, whoever wins the Bluegrass is probably going to be one of the top three or four choices in the Kentucky Derby in a few weeks. The uh, all-stakes pick five starts in the fifth race with the grade three Commonwealth. And uh, I think you and I both like Nashville in there, right? Yeah, if you want to, uh, you know, usually even if the horse is even money, the pick five is going to pay double what the, what the pick four is going to pay. So if you want to play a pick five with your picks, uh, Nashville is probably a pretty good single. There are a lot of people touting against him at fairgrounds because he ran badly at Oakland uh, in his last race. He blew them away at fairgrounds with a 102 buyer. So he's back on his best game, and I just think that he dominates the Commonwealth. Nobody's... Nobody else shows any kind of early speed in here. A couple of horses on the outside. Brendan Walsh's horse, Prevalence, uh, if he moves forward off that race at Gulfstream, he could he could compete with Nashville. But I think Nashville's a pretty good single to start the big five. Uh, that's who I took on top, too. There is an, a horse I think is going to be a little bit of a price that I think could be dangerous in there, and that's Obezos on the outside. I thought it was interesting that Irad Ortiz signed on to ride this one because it's uh, – the Greg Foley barn local local crew that um, they uh, normally I think go with uh, the guys on the local circuit and then uh, Irene Ortiz shows up on this horse that uh, took note of that for horse making its uh, third start off the layoff so I uh, might keep an eye on that one too but I, uh, I like you I took Nashville on top really fantastic card big fields and 
Uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, fun. I just, we would encourage you to, if you have a strong opinion, you know, uh, take, take strong stands because uh, you can uh, get some, some nice payoffs in these big fields, even if you're on uh, favorites, maybe in two legs out of oh, three yeah. and a pick three or three out of four and a pick four. If you catch one price and three favorites, you could pay well. Yeah, big fields, uh, big day. Well, we'll have we have a good chance if we stay on the turf. If the weather stays halfway decent, if we're on the turf, we'll probably set an all-time wagering record on Saturday. So we need to recap our pick fours, Tom. Oh um, yes, yeah, we need to do our t- pick four tickets. You're right. So uh, for me, I'm going to go three four with two three five six with four five six nine ten with four ten, and that again is the all stakes pick four that starts in race six. What's your ticket look like, Jim? Well, my ticket's a little more expensive. I went one, two, three, four with two, three, four, five, six with ten, eleven. If you want to cut it down, you single golden pal, ten horse, and then four, six, nine, ten, the bluegrass, and that's an eighty dollar ticket. Best of luck if you're playing on the uh, Keeneland card on Saturday. Um, the uh, Kentucky football team has their spring game, but that should end uh, in time to get to the stakes races if you're trying to do both. Uh, and you can have money in your Keeneland Select account that can uh, let you cover the races. TVG's on site for the, uh, the whole month. The Keeneland app, uh, you can keep up with the races that way. So it's uh, just a really fun time of year to be a thoroughbred racing fan with this uh, fantastic Keeneland spring meet. Big purses, yeah, Tom, big the other fields. Thing too, the other thing, too, we are actually on. The Bluegrass is on NBC Sport, NBC Network, not NBC Sports. It's gone away now, but we're on NBC uh, with a show that runs from 4.30 to 6. It's going to cover uh, the Wood Memorial, the Bluegrass, and the San Anita Derby. And so, Kenny Rice indeed. is anchoring here in Lexington for that coverage. So Yes. That uh, is a good point. That's uh, a great uh, – if you're – going to stay home and, and watch the Masters, baby. Uh, you can uh, keep one channel on the Masters and one channel on uh, NBC for that coverage. Uh, great, great weekend of sports, and uh, Keeneland's a big part of it. We wish you luck, and we'll be back for another edition of our podcast for the Sunday card for KeenelandSelect.com.